Everything Sucks Episode 3. All that and a bag of chips. And more. Welcome back to Pop and our sidecast, the unofficial Everything Sucks podcast. I am Ken, one of your hosts here today, and as always, I am joined by... Julia! Welcome back, Julia. Good to hear you, good to see you, glad to be here with you. It's it's an exciting time in the Twitterverse, and there's some really cool stuff going on. One of the first things I'd like to do is send a shout-out to our friends... Dave and Donna over at the Cars Night Spots podcast. Yes. They've been very supportive of our attempts to get the show back on the air, and they've been doing some really cool posting, and we'd just like to say hello to our fellow podcasters and Everything Sucks fans. And and their site is about the band The Cars. And I thought it was really cool today. They posted real life, real school, real menu. It's Corn Dog Day. Hashtag Renew Everything Sucks at Netflix. Really good show. And they have a, a menu at the school. Corn dogs or fish sticks today. So <laughs> we should get Scott Pocket to read that. So uh, special shout out to them. Thank you for joining us in this and, and being part of it with us. And plus the cars are cool. I love the cars. Yes. They got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So today... On our unofficial Everything Sucks podcast, we are talking about what episode today? Episode three, All That and a Bag of Chips. So it's time to do our walkthrough. You ready, Julia? I am. All right, Scott Pocket. Roll tape! Scott Pocket. <laughs> Season one, episode three of Everything Sucks, All That and a Bag of Chips. Scene one. Oliver and Emmeline are doing a scene in which they are talking about a breakup. A little subtext going on there. Yeah. At which point Oliver grabs Emmeline and gives her a huge, deep-throaty kiss. Yep. And then as soon as it's over, he pushes her away and is like, All right, let's try to be off book by tomorrow. Yeah, he just drops her, like, boom. And she's, like, in this, like, ah, you know, she's... <laughs> You can see the stars swimming in her eyes. And he just drops her. Boing. Yep. This could be a cartoon very easily. <laughs> oh, for sure. As soon as he says we should be off book, what was it he said? All right, everyone, let's try to be off book by tomorrow. And he just bolts, takes right off as Emmeline screams, Oliver, wait. Yeah. And we see this really cool shot that goes from them on the stage to up in the balcony. And we see Kate and Luke. Mm-hmm. Who have been watching everything. Yep. Kate makes the insightful comment of, I don't know what she sees in him. Yeah. Some kiss, huh? Yeah. Maybe his mouth tastes good. <laughs> yeah. And Kate says, yeah, right. Like raspberry warheads and cigarettes. <laughs> the music starts to build luke leans in for a kiss and kate says she has to go Mm -hmm. at which point we see them standing up and luke 
kind of tries to stop her, and we see them standing in front of the two drama masks. One is happy, one is sad. The one happy is above Luke. The one that's sad is above Kate. Christine, the button queen, mentioned that to me. Mm -hmm. And see, this is one of the cool things I love about this show. There's always something you can catch. Yeah, there's just layers upon layers upon layers. Kind of like a 12-layer dip, but we'll get to that. There's the two masks, one happy over Luke, one sad over Kate. Luke thanks her for agreeing to go out with him, and they say that they like each other. Which was so sweet. Mm-hmm, very much. And Luke suggests that they kiss, just to get it out of the way. As the tension builds, they lean into one another. And what happens? Kate has no idea what to do, because she definitely doesn't want this kiss to happen, so she does the next best thing and pulls the fire alarm. Mm, she's nervous and pulls that switch. The bell rings, and they decide to run out, one out the front and one out the back. Mm-hmm. Which was not a very solid plan, by the way, but whatever. Right, because you're actually drawing attention to yourself both ways, right? So if there yeah. was, you know, if you're going to get caught, you might as well just go one way. I feel like if, if if they were going to do this, they should have both just gone out the front door because the drama kids were hanging out the back. Right. So then they never would have gotten caught. But I digress. Right. So as Luke bolts out the back, we see that iconic shot of Oliver and Emmeline. Oliver smoking, Emmeline with the lollipop. Mm-hmm. As Emmeline screams, run, Forrest, run! Yes, classic. Yep. And Luke runs, and we see the opening credits. Yep. Scene two. We see the boring high morning announcement team. Thankfully, Scott Pocket told us the very important news that there will be chicken nuggets for lunch today. And they are interrupted by Principal Ken Messner. Mm-hmm. Breaking news update. And he makes the announcement that due to an incident in the auditorium Wednesday after school, the fall production of Uncle Vanya... Is postponed indefinitely. Yes, postponed indefinitely. At which point, Emmeline does a curdling death scream. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she didn't get sent to detention just for that scream alone. Right. Or that Gwen Stefani lookalike clone thing that she's got going on. Oh, definitely. That would not be allowed in my high school. Too much shoulder. <laughs> Scandalous. At which point the principal says the word hard on, and Tyler, of course, notices it and giggles. <laughs> it shows his maturity level and his fun level. As he would, yeah. Yeah. Luke and Kate realize the scope of what has happened. They gave each other knowing glances, and fear sets in. Scene three, lunchtime. Kate and Luke enter the screen with trays, and Kate says she is dead. Luke says not to worry. We'll figure this out. Mm -hmm. I'll figure this out. Yeah. He's got a good heart. Yes, he does. They walk up to the table and Tyler and McQuaid are discussing if Showgirls is actual porn. I mean, if it's NC-17, why wouldn't they actually be doing it? (laughs) McQuaid insists that it's not true and he asks to borrow it for research Research purposes. purposes. Yes. I was I was crying laughing when I heard that because that is very much the McQuaid way uh-huh. of saying that he wants to see something dirty. Like that's the exact way that he would phrase it. 
Yeah, but on the other hand, I also believe he actually does want to research. You know, it's, it, he's almost Spock-like in that way. Definitely. I completely agree. So as this discussion is going on, loud music and the massive boot of Emmeline, which crushes lunch. And mm-hmm. Oliver screams across the cafeteria, Villain! Yes. They go hard after Luke as the music gets intense. Mm-hmm. They shout at him and yell, and at which point Principal Messner steps in. Yes. Our Gwen Stefani clone lookalike, Emmeline, screams, Mr. Messner, this butthole pulled the fire alarm. Nab his ass. Language and get off the table. <laughs> Thank you. That was our drama club interpretation of that scene. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Messner asks Luke if it is true. Luke says that it is. After a brief period of him looking back at Kate and Kate being like, okay, what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. A lot of shifty eyes going on here. Some mm-hmm. Shifty behavior and shifty eyes. Yep. Oliver exclaims that the AV club is the absolutely vulgar club. You want to do the next line? Uh, from Emmeline? Busted, dick fart. <laughs> That's a detention. Ooh. Yeah, Emmeline screams, What? <laughs> Emmeline freaks, Oliver laughs, and she punches him in the shoulder. Yeah. Scene three. We join Kate and Luke discussing the fallout. Kate wants to come clean and tell the truth. Yes. Luke says no, and he mentions that... Principal Messner is going to have a meeting with Luke's mom. And that he has detention for a week. Oh, yeah. Detention for a week. Very important point. Yes. Kate asks, why are you doing this for me? What does Luke say? It's what boyfriends do. He's so sweet. I love him. He is. And the music swells. He leans in for a kiss. And Kate bolts like the flash. She just goes, okay, well, thanks. See you later. Who knew she was the Flash? Yeah. She's like, (laughs) papers flying all around. Suddenly, this isn't Everything Sucks. It's a superhero show. (laughs) Uh, Kate, the darter of straight situations. (laughs) Scene four. We are now in the detention lounge. I could never understand why they called it detention lounge or detention hall. I could never understand that. Yep, and the guy who's running detention spells detention wrong. Old good Coach Knudsen. Luke takes a seat, and Emmeline enters the room. Yeah. She she then takes the desk behind him as she smashes her desk into Luke's back. Then Emmeline does this extremely psycho pen thing, where if you take a big pen and rub it really hard and fast on paper... You can make something that's like a little mini soldering iron. And he, she takes the pen and burns Luke in the back of his neck. Yes, she does. As she whispers, I'm going to make your life a living hell, freshman. Yeah. Luke lets out a, uh, a little squeal when, when the pen hits the back of his neck. Something that's interesting to note is that when this scene first starts, you can tell that they used different takes of it because when the scene first starts... 
Emmeline is rubbing her pen in the top left corner of the paper. And then when the scene continues and it flashes back to Emmeline, her pen has now magically migrated to the middle of the paper and there's a giant ink-like part. Mm -hmm. Very good. So we go from Luke's burning flesh smell to (laughs) scene five, the principal's office. Where Sherry finally meets Principal Messner. Mm-hmm. They discuss Luke's infractions that may be considered a felony. This stresses Luke's mom out. Yeah. Ken Messner asks, are there any unusual things going on at home? She mentions that she is a single parent, and they discuss the hardships of being single parents. Yes. I love this because this is one of the first times that we see Ken and Sherry bonding together. Oh, and peep the television that's in Ken Messner's office. It looks like that's the same television that they used in all of the promotional material for Everything Sucks. Mm, yep, yeah, I believe you're right. At which point the parents discuss popular teen phrases of the day. <laughs> yes. Da bomb, all that in a bag of chips, and oh snap. Mm-hmm. They giggle a bit. Ken Messner tries to, to console Sherry and mentions that he wanted to meet her for two reasons. This situation and the fact that their kids are dating, which surprises yeah. Sherry. Mm-hmm. They talk and she starts crying. Yeah. Ken brings a box of Kleenex or some other tissue brand and mentions that it would be nice if there was a support group for parents. Yeah. As they, dis- as they talk, he interrupts her and tells her that he has a meeting soon and he asked her if she would like to get together for coffee and talk of a support group for the two of them afraid he has went too far by her silence ken messner apologizes and sherry says no 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 she likes the idea and they agree to meet she says it's a date yeah as the happy music of the jim blossom fills the screen and our shift goes to scene six Leslie and Kate are working on a Jane Austen slash Pride and Prejudice dream board report kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Kate asks, how did Mr. Bingley know he was in love? Leslie says, you just know. Yep. At which point Leslie discusses love at church camp. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read this because I think it's one of the funniest things in the show. True love can be tricky. This summer at Bible camp, I saw Kyle Monahan across the prayer circle, and I just knew... We made out like all summer. His tongue was super fat and slippery. But then on the last day as I walked into confession, I saw him getting a hand job from Leah Kagan. And she doesn't even go to our camp. (laughs) Oh, you gotta love Leslie. I do. She's awesome. And then she pulls out her Tamagotchi. Yes, her little virtual pet. Do those things still exist? Are they still out there? They definitely do. Uh, I still have mine. Um, is it still alive? No, it needs batteries. <laughs> I'm not even good with houseplants, so, you know. Right, exactly. I was terrible with my Tamagotchi pets. I wanted one because they were all the rage in my middle school, and it got to the point where, like, people were pulling them out in class and taking them out at recess so much that my school banned them. Mm. And so we were only allowed to take them on field trips, and even then we kind of had to be secretive about it. So. And now there's cell phones everywhere. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you can get an app, can't you? Uh, a... Yeah, I, I, think, I think Tamagotchi now has an app for, like, phones. 
See, not only do we discuss a cool TV show, but we're ed ed what's the word educational? Yes. There you go. Very educational. <laughs> Technical term, people. Technical yeah, term. That's right. Or as Tyler would say, testicle term. <laughs> <laughs> So as Leslie is interrupted by her virtual pet, and despite her being taken advantage, advantage of by Kyle, Kate is super lucky, and she bets that Luke has a super slippery tongue. She bets it is. Yeah. Scene 7, Luke's house. Yes. The show really gets intense from here on. There's so much that happens. I remember looking at the screen trying to figure out how much time was left, and I was shocked at how much time was left and how much we were going to see. Yeah. So Luke's house. He gets the crate of tapes out to watch another one of his father's blogs. When the phone rings, and it's Ed McMahon. <laughs> no, it's really you not. You won it. a million dollars. Yep. And, and he can take that big check and shove it up his ass. Who is this? It's Ed McMahon, asshole! It's really not Ed McMahon. It is the Drama Club. Yeah. The attack of the Drama Club begins. Just dip it in ketchup and shove it up your butt. <laughs> Luke hangs up and watches his father discuss finding something like culture or something of worth and boring and how hard it is. He mentions that the nicest restaurant in town is the Crouton Factory. Yeah. Luke's mom comes in. Luke says, oh shit, as he hides the tapes. Yep. Sherry asks why Luke pulled the alarm at school. He says he didn't, but he cannot tell her exactly what happened. Sherry persists, and Luke caves. He, he tells her that it was his girlfriend and that he took the blame for it. Mm-hmm. She sits on the bed and thanks him for his honesty. You didn't tell me, she said, yes. The principal's daughter. Bold. Luke facepalms himself in frustration, and Sherry says that she should hear these things from Luke, and that they are a team, right? Right. Now, here's one of those little things you may not realize. That song that started out this scene is by the Gin Blossoms, and the song is called Until I Hear It From You. So they're kind of calling back to that, right? Yeah, which is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And then they do their, their little handshake. That is the coolest mother-son secret handshake of all time. Definitely. I'm not that coordinated. I'm just not. I'm jealous. Yeah. Or as the monkeys would say, I myself am deeply jealous. Hmm. They enjoy the moment and the phone rings. Sherry thinks it's Kate. It's her. As she's handing Luke the phone, she mentions she will be out and that there is a tombstone in the freezer with your name on it. Yeah. He says... That's morbid. Luke grabs the phone. He's all excited, but to his surprise, it is the Drama Death Club squad harassing him once again. It's Emmeline and Oliver. Yep. And this is a really spirited exchange between them. My favorite part, though, is when you hear Oliver scream just before Luke hangs up, I am your father! <laughs> Which is like a parody of the Star Wars, Luke, I am your father. Yes. Luke takes the phone off the hook. Mm-hmm. Scene 8. Kate is working on the dream board, pondering life, love, and everything, and she decides to call Luke. It looks like she pastes a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio onto the board. Mm-hmm. And she decides to call Luke. The number is busy, and she hangs up, and we shift to the Mighty Three, 
watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. As Tyler brings a 12-layer dip consisting of, are you ready? This is the recipe for everybody. Beans, sour cream, paste, olives, pickles, cheddar, chicken nuggets. You're welcome. <laughs> honey, apple slices, sliced apple, and a second layer of cheddar. At which point McQuaid says? That's 11 layers. Tyler says that the top layer is oxygen <laughs> and then does a cornholio imitation. Butter my bunghole. <laughs> Luke asks if he should be concerned that he and Kate have not kissed. And of course Tyler goes, Dude, it's been two days. Relax. You're golden. Yeah, really. Luke is, is he's pushing way too hard. Yeah. Let things happen naturally, kids. Or anybody out there. Even adults. If, you, if, if you're dating someone, let things happen naturally. Yes. And of course, after this, he asks McQuaid for advice. And McQuaid starts spouting out a statistic, as usual. Yeah, McQuaid drops some science on him. Tyler consoles McQuaid informs. Yes, he drops some science on him. Tyler says do not listen to McQuaid, and that the next time he sees her, it'll probably be Tongue City. Tongue City. Population Luke. <laughs> At which point the doorbell rings. And it's Kate. McQuaid does not want her to come in unless she has a weird snack. Of course. She can't come in without a weird snack. I'm not flexible on this. <laughs> and what did she give McQuaid? Um, Lip gloss slash chapstick. Oh, yeah. And McQuaid yeah. eats it. Yeah. Technically, it is edible. <laughs> Nasty. Then he says, hmm, tastes like candle. <laughs> Which means he's eating a candle. Yeah. It's like when people say, they, boy, this tastes like shit. You wonder what their diet consists of. Yeah, seriously. Can we just talk about the fact that Luke and Kate are sitting on the couch and Luke has his arm around Kate? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I know that Kate's, like, not into it, but it's still kind of cute. Well, I don't think she knows what she wants. I think on one level she's thinking, should I be thinking about this more than I do? Should I be feeling more than I should? And why am I not? You know, it's it's all of those things. And even yeah. if she were straight, I, I think that a lot of people think like that. Not everybody's on the same speed table or timetable, right? Like I said, Luke is pushing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that Kate feels incredibly bad for everything that happened. Mm -hmm. Very much so. After she finds out that the drama club was prank calling all day. Yeah. At which point Tyler notices that the phone is off the hook, hangs it up, and instantly it rings. He answers it. O'Neill residence. Listen to me, you little jizz mop. Don't you ever take this phone off the hook, ever. And Tyler says, I think it's for you, Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is it? The Grim Reaper. And we're coming for you, Tyler, and that other kid. What's his name? McQuaid. Don't tell them my name, you idiot. <laughs> the Grim Reaper slash Oliver says, McQuaid, Tyler, Luke, come Monday morning. You're all dead. And we're going to stab you in the eye and stab you in the dick. Yeah. McQuaid flips out and said, this is exactly what I was warning you about, Luke. This is exactly what I predicted would happen if you asked Kate out. Mm -hmm. And there's no way he could have predicted exactly this, that there would be threats of stabbing dicks and all that. And 12, of course not. 12-layer dip or whatever. Yeah. 
Tyler freaks and cries and screeches for the first time. We, we hear a Tyler screech. This is not the last time we'll hear the screech in this television series. Yep. Boy, he's got a great screech. But and he, he screeches. starts yelling. Yes. I can't get stabbed in the dick. <laughs> McQuaid instantly wants to transfer schools, change their names, get new identities as Tyler continues to melt down. I haven't even lost my virginity. How am I supposed to lose my virginity with no dick? <laughs> Screech. Of course, that speech is really difficult to imitate, so... Yeah, no, I love it. Kate tells everyone to shut up and that she has a plan. Does your mom mm -hmm. have any alcohol? Scene 9. The Mighty Three are now the Mighty Four, and they approach the soaked theater with Zemo. Mm -hmm. I really like how this was shot. How you see like them almost uh, as silhouettes as they walk up to the, the school. Yes, I think it's beautiful. Tyler says, I'm glad I came prepared, and he mentions that he's wearing a casserole dish. Tap, tap. No dick yes. stabbing for me. <laughs> Kate says to Luke, she makes eye contact with him and says, charm them. You know you can do that. Which I think is cute and beautiful and a great compliment for Luke. Mm-hmm. Well, seriously, he is charming for miles, right? Definitely. Oh, my God, whispers McQuaid as the door shuts on the skull that props open the gym door. Yeah. In the destroyed theater, the Mighty Three, now four, walk through the rubble and find the drama club discussing what to do next to the gang. Yeah, McQuaid is terrified. Yeah. You can tell just by looking at his posture in this scene. He's, like, really scrunched together. Mm-hmm. The praying mantis effect. Mm-hmm. Curling up into a ball. At which point Jessica Betts, who's one of the people that are in the drama club, comes to the conclusion that with no drama club, there will be no drama club on her resume. Yeah. Oliver says, F resumes, F college too. I'm getting the hell out of here right after I graduate, if not sooner. To hell with boring. Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Emmeline says, but what about us? I have another year here. Are you just going to leave me? Pretty much, as he puts his cigarette out in her drink. Now what this scene tells us, well, tells us many, many things. Oh, yeah. Oliver kind of is done with Emmeline. If that wasn't clear before, it's definitely clear now. Yeah. She doesn't get that yet. Nope. But it also makes it clear that Oliver is a senior, she is a junior, Kate is a sophomore, Luke and the Mighty Three are freshmen. So now we have an established pecking order. Yes. Of, of how it all lays out. Mm-hmm. They discuss hiring a hitman. Tyler's trying to give Luke some confidence. Says, you are so money and you don't even know it. In frustration, Kate opens the curtain. She, and it, the curtain parts, revealing the gang. Yep. And then the camera flashes to the, the piano man. Mm-hmm. Who's wearing that hat that Ducky John Cryer wore in that John Hughes movie. Mm-hmm. After the curtain opens, the, the drama club does a collective loud gasp, of course, dramatically. 
And we get this epic montage of faces. Mm-hmm. As the piano continues playing the singular note. And then finally, the camera goes back to the Mighty Four. Mm-hmm. And the lasagna dish falls on the floor. Yes. Tyler's shaking so hard that his metal casserole dick, <laughs> dish that his metal casserole dish falls free from his shorts, leaving himself vulnerable and open to dick stabbings as the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the credits fill the screen. Yes. Wow. Interesting episode. So much happened. And this and the next episode, I kind of was worried about where we were going in the show. Me too. Because, like like, like we discussed in our last episode, where the first time you meet Emmeline and Oliver, you're not sure what to think of them. This continues even, like, ten times fold, right? Because, boy, Emmeline, she, like, is Mean Girls time 12, right? Yes. Big time. And... She is dramatic about everything, just as Oliver is, and you really don't know what to make of the drama club. I'm almost surprised that Jessica Betts, I mean, she's one of the people you see holding people down and stuff when we see the next episode, but we'll get to that. It was never really explicitly mentioned before this episode either that Jessica Betts was part of drama club. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see her there. Yeah, and she is uh, definitely career thinking right like she is she's planning a career she's planning her entire life yes listen a lot of people wind up where they are in life because they're still trying to figure it out jessica god bless her she seems to have her trajectory all laid out yeah so that was all that in a bag of chips and now it's time to give it a score how many corn dogs do you give this five out of five corn dogs is the highest one corn dog is the lowest Julia, how many corn dogs do you give this episode? Five out of five. I'm giving this one a five out of five as well. Now, I'm warning you all, I will not give complete five out of fives all the time. Yep. Because everything, you know, it, it can't always be the best. You know, there's there's dips in qualities, ups and downs, but but we'll explain that as we go. So between the two of us, we give this one... Five out of five. Five corn dogs up. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Our next episode is number four, Romeo and Juliet in space. Yes. Put some echo on the voice there. Make it sound like Romeo and Juliet in space. space. <laughs> I don't even think you need the echo effect. You could just do that. Yeah, that's true. So... Why don't we play Until I Hear It From You by the Jim Blossoms? you want to DJ this one and announce it? Why don't we play Until I Hear It From You by the Jim Blossoms? Very good. Take advice from fools I'll just make 
outside looking in Till we're talking about not stepping around it Maybe I don't want to take advice from fools I just figure everything is cool Until I hear it from you Hashtag I am corndog kid and hashtag renew everything sucks. And you are listening to the Everything Sucks podcast. So there's a lot of media reaction going on, but before that, do we have any anything from the Twitterverse that we have uh, some feedback? We definitely do. We're gonna play that funky sound of the dial-up. Any minute now. Takes a second. Here are some tweets. The latest updates. This is from someone on Twitter whose username is SosoTess. They say, 10 episodes of Everything Sucks, 10 episodes of Rise, and we need so much more of both. Please, a season two for my two favorite TV shows this year. Representation matters. Great storylines need follow-ups. Hashtag renew everything sucks. Hashtag rise again. Uh-huh. And I'm going to just lay my cards on the table. My three favorite shows right now, no particular order, are This Is Us, Rise, and Everything Sucks. Those are my current favorite shows for 2018. And it's really sad that two of them seem to be on the bubble or canceled in this case with Everything Sucks, and we hope that Rise is going to be able to, because I think it's a great show. Mm -hmm. So the next tweet is from someone on Twitter, at... I-J-M-T-F-A-T. They say, I honestly don't get why Everything Sucks hasn't already been renewed. It's been praised by fans for forever. New ones, too. Also celebrities. Now it's praised by critics and press. What else is required? An Emmy? At Netflix? Name your price. You know Everything Sucks fans will provide. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but Patch talked about Maybe even the chance of maybe Hulu picking this up. If 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 Netflix really wants to say we we want out of the everything sucks business, then perhaps Amazon or Hulu or maybe the CW could pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually there was actually a hashtag about this early on in the movement. I think it was release everything sucks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens and. Of course, we will continue to keep an eye out for wherever the cast goes and whatever they do. So, Like how recently 
Um, Peyton Kennedy went out to lunch with a few of her Everything Sucks castmates, including Sydney, Rio, and Quinn, and Elijah. And they actually got stopped by an Everything Sucks fan. She posted a photo on Twitter recently. I saw that. It was really cool. I also saw where Peyton had lunch with Claudia Neko. Yes. So these people seem to have developed friendships beyond the show, so that's very cool. We love a cast that's a family. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Here's a tweet from at R-N-E-W-E-V-R-Y-T-N-G-S-C-K-S, which is supposed to sound like Renew Everything Sucks, but shorthand. Uh-huh. They said, a show where they made two girls kiss just to enter the cheerleading squad gets renewed, but a show with a teenager learning about her sexuality during the 90s and a show with multiple good representation gets canceled. Tell me again how this is correct. Hashtag everything sucks. Ooh. To me, Riverdale uses shock. And I guess that that's where we have to be as a culture in order to get attention. Yeah. But it's weird because Netflix kind of did something kind of weird. They talked about how they basically called out teen dramas for casting adults as high schoolers. And it's like, well, here you have a teen drama that has actual high schoolers as actual high schoolers, and it gets canceled. Uh Whoops. Yeah, it's kind of weird, so. I've got another tweet on the deck. All right. This is from at Anna underscore URLL, who has actually been a very big player in the Renew Everything Sucks movement and is part of our group chat. Hello, Anna. Um, They say... The creators have season two all mapped out. Why can't you just give them the green light to continue? Renew everything sucks. I agree with that one. And our final tweet comes from Kate herself, at Peyton underscore Kennedy. She recently posted a link from uprocks.com about the best TV shows on Netflix right now ranked and posted a quote from the article which says, The story it tells is one of these most hopeful, optimistic, and deeply affecting series in the Netflix catalog. Agreed. And it's great to see in a bunch of lists that are out there from really cool websites, reputable websites as a matter of fact, that are giving Everything Sucks such great placements. For example, on Elle, the fashion and beauty website, Elle.com, they wrote... The eight best TV shows of 2018 so far, and at number one was... Everything Everything Sucks! sucks. And we'd like to thank our Eric Thomas, the senior staff writer over there, for pointing out what a great show that it is. Over at uprocks.com, at number 24 out of the 60 best shows on TV right now, Netflix's Everything Sucks is at number 24. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. And I think it's neat that they are mentioning that there's a movement out there to get this done. So we'd like to thank Dustin Rowles over at uprocks.com for that. Very cool. Yes. We also have businessinsider.com, which is a pretty reputable website. Uh, Carrie Whitmer writes seven reasons you should binge watch Netflix's sweet 90s comedy Everything Sucks this weekend. And I agree with all of them. Mm-hmm. And there's some really cool pictures of the show and its cast. Yeah. And over at the New York Times, believe it or not, Judy Berman writes, eight recent Netflix original series that are worth your time. And surprise, surprise, what's at number one? 
Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Definitely. This has to be getting Netflix attention, right? Yeah. I mean, they have to be at the very least listening. I hope. I hope so, too. And one of the strongest advocates I see out there in the press over at geeks.media.com is Giselle Amari. And she's writing a lot about how Netflix needs to come back. As a matter of fact, her story, fans are letting Netflix know that they are not happy with the decision to cancel Everything Sucks. That's the headline. So you know it's a good read. But she goes on to talk about how the Twitter takeover and how the change.org petition's doing and famous comedians and people that are weighing in on Everything Sucks. So it's, it's, it's great. So hello, Giselle Amari out there. Yes. Keep doing some great work. We, we appreciate it. Thank you for contributing to the movement. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, go on Netflix.com and do the title request thing. That's very important, right? Yes. Put in the boxes, Everything Sucks Season 2. Mm-hmm. And you can request TV shows or movies there. Just Just do it and submit your suggestions. You don't even have to be signed in. So just do it and have fun. So, we will be back next time with episode four. Romeo and Juliet in space. Space, space, space. All Well, we will see you on the next episode of our unofficial Everything Sucks podcast. And we look forward to hearing from you. Where can people find us on the internets and the socials? You can tweet us at popstafftweets. Um, or at P. Kennedy Updates. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search hashtag Renew Everything Sucks, and that'll be the group that pops up. Very good. And let, let people know about the show. Share it up. Tell anybody that loves the show that they need to listen and be part of it. Make public posts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Use the hashtag Renew Everything Sucks. Tag at Netflix tag the everything sucks official account and tag reed r-e-e-d hastings as he is the ceo of netflix oh wow hey remember i mentioned giselle yes she just replied to one of our tweets thank you thank you for helping keep the hashtag renew everything sucks campaign alive and thriving so that is so cool that just came in literally as i was that's fantastic that is awesome so hello giselle hello giselle she might be listening to this right now yeah very cool well until next time folks hashtag renew everything sucks hashtag i am corndog kid yeah <laughs> so let us know how many corn dogs you give episode three of everything sucks That's all right. that and a bag of chips and we will see you on the next Super duper slippery episode of the Everything Sucks podcast. Unofficial. Bye. Bye. Banana slug. And that's our show. Our podcast is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made for fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks by fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Our show is not affiliated with Netflix or Everything Sucks, and opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it or subscribe to it today. 
If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember, hashtag renew everything sucks. Hashtag save banana slug. I just did the slippery thing because Leslie yeah, said. Yeah, slippery tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slippery tongue. Oh, man. Everyone's going to shit when they see this. In a good way. Hashtag I am corn dog kids. Hashtag, Hashtag I am corn dog kid. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag editing is our friend. Yes. Yes. I can't get stabbed in the dick. <laughs> All right. My DJ voice. Yeah, it works. It's cool. I, I like it. I dig it, man. I, I'm 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 hip. I'm hip. And in me, bloopers. <laughs> 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 gotta be the one that saves me.